I've just noticed the indentation in my forehead is a permanent scar. From that, from that, huh? Maybe it's a wrinkle. No, maybe I need a what? Maybe you're Harry Potter. Who's put the kettle on? What is wrong with you? (laughs) It's like a, it's like a problem. Morning, subs. Sorry if you're listening on podcast. You've probably just crashed the car. I do apologize. How are we all? That is not Minnie Mouse in the background. It's bloody freezing. You're damn straight it's freezing. Edward Bevington, Naomi Proverbs, Gloria Chesson, Clodo. Did you all enjoy Vlogmas last night? What a load of fun that was. Was it not? Yeah, I look like I've got a belly button in my forehead. Oh, Put it on yourself. Put it on yourself. Put it on yourself. Karen Martin. Um, morning, Susan Fleming. Morning, everyone. How are we all? It's the it's the papers. It's the papers. And behind me, you're going to be watching this. This the curly cooks are pulling something together. Trying. Trying. I mean, all I've heard is, have you got any of this? Yeah. No. <laughs> have you got any of this? No. Have you got any of this? No. Oh, I'll look in the fridge and help you choose something. No, there's nothing in the fridge. <laughs> it's good yeah. to know that you got prepped. Loved Vlogmas. Thanks, Mega Chelsea. No nipple jumper, Danica. Got to build. It's got to be a slow build in the real world. If I wore that nipple jumper all the time, I'd literally have no nipples. It's so shiny. Um, um, okay, Vlogmas is a daily uh, sort of reality show type countdown, like an advent calendar. But instead of opening a door and finding chocolate or really disappointingly a shit illustration of the nativity, you find us. Right. That's a terrible explanation. Oh, Every day, just suck your whole, own nipples. For the whole, whole of December, we do our what Christmas, in short? Christmas family reality show. We're already trying to unravel lights. And it goes out 1st of December, which was yesterday. So you've already missed episode one. Been doing it for about five years. So the lovely go, thing about YouTube is you don't miss anything. You, you go can back go and back it. and watch it all. And so, yeah, every day it goes up. So, and it's good fun. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm just going to have some vinegar. Um, oh, God, that vinegar looks like it's literally come from my nan's bungalow. How old is that? Jesus. I think, I think it did come from your nan's Did it? I think it did. Look, four. Oh, my God. Look, back in the day when they put the warning of 4.5% acidity. Oh, God. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm going to watch Russell Howard in Sh- in Ipswich today, says Shannon Pillsworth. Uh, fantastic. Um, Russell Howard, I think I know which one he is. Um, I seem to remember someone I knew once got in a jacuzzi with him and several other people. I think it was Russell Howard. Okay, let's go through the papers. So let's have a look. Obviously, um, yeah, Vligmus, Vligmus, Vligmus is there to cheer you up. Vlogmus is also there to cheer you up. Um, so let's have a let's have a stroll through the papers. We start serious, and then as we get a little bit more silly, the the moment I put my horny horn to horned horns on, the moment I become a rutting reindeer is the moment it gets a little bit lighter. Okay, so let's have a look at the front of the papers. The front of the Guardian: Israel to escalate war with South Gaza ground attack. Netanyahu appears to reject U.S. call for restraint after truce breaks down because. It would appear, it would appear they're the only country that doesn't need to observe any checks and balances whatsoever. Just going to put it like that. If even America are saying, go slow, and Netanyahu doesn't go slow, where are we at? Where are we at? We've already made a mockery of the United Nations. 
America, UK, and many parts of Europe are a shameful, shambolic group of appeasers. And so Israel is still saying that they're going to uh, do it their way, even though they now have twice the number of people in half the amount of space, which theoretically will lead to twice as many casualties. So, And just to kind of stick with this theme for a little bit longer... Um, just to continue with this a little bit longer, get set for mother of all thumpings. I don't think that's particularly great language, is it, from the Daily Mail? Uh, Israel warning to Hamas, a ceasefire. But, but of course, get set for, hang on, get set for mother of all thumpings. So that's the threat to Hamas. But of course, that language is also aimed at millions of innocent civilians. Please get tell me set, that's not the language. Yeah, get set, get set for mother of all thumpings. I mean, that kind of dehumanising language used by our mainstream media oh is utterly, utterly un- unforgivable. Re- regardless of the... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Talk about the Palestinian cause. You have to tiptoe through quite literally a minefield of all sorts of potential accusations. But it's okay for the mainstream press to say, get set for the mother of all thumpings. Now, this is about Hamas. But of course, what that also means is the huge, huge number of innocents that are going to be killed alongside them, too. Um, We then have photographs of incredibly happy the tank girls, as if this is this is like a positive uh, this is positively a, a comic book of fun. The Tank wow. Girls, call to action. Look, there's Tamara, uh, a British, uh, a 20-year-old Londoner sitting on a tank, uh, held as the lions and lionesses. This, this is as if this doesn't actually oh, result wow. in any of the appalling, appalling, appalling violence, carnage, and death. I actually feel this is, this, this, is, this is our mainstream media trying to sell to our public trying to, make, to sell to our public the fact that it's okay. Can I just see that? So now we're even sexualizing the the, the female... Oh, my God. Oh, I can't, Mark. Please just move on. So, Natasha Milchin, we're, we are not talking about Israel. We're talking about the coverage. The coverage, the coverage is insensitive, inflammatory, and does not accommodate the complexities of the situation. You do. We try to. And then what we're talking about here, and we will keep talking about it, is that the mainstream media is peddling a simplistic glorification that has a real consequence for millions of people. So, so, uh, uh, you know, so, yeah, that has to be that has to be said. Um, thousands skip school to go on Gaza marches. This is this is the front of the Daily Mail. Children as young as seven are skipping school to join pro-Palestine marches. A report once day. I think there is a problem here. I do think that unless you know the extent to which kids know what they're talking about, the extent to which children are yeah, no, absolutely, Natasha. This is the coverage. This isn't about the, the complexity of the situation. Is nuanced. It's 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 difficult. It's different for different sides of the equation. But that those two headlines, I'm sorry, those two headlines get ready for a thumping when you're a million millions of innocent Palestinians don't know if they're going to survive the next 10 days. And then a a sort of glorified photograph of tank girls kind of draped over a tank looking kind of pleasant and happy. It it totally, totally just pushes against, you know, the true nature of this, both for the Israelis and the hostages that are still there, 
and of course the Palestinians who are, are inevitably going to be killed in the next two weeks. So it just has to be called out. No one else here calls it out. And I've, I've got another point on that because someone else who does call it out. Anyway, so thousands skip school to go on Gaza marches. I think this is troublesome. I don't think you can. I mean, that you can't disallow children from having an opinion, but there is going to clearly be, um, you know, you can clearly see how there will be an aspect in this of many of the youngsters not necessarily knowing the full nuanced details going the other way. So my worry about youngsters going on marches and skipping school is where have they got their info from? Uh, you know, what could they end up saying or encouraging when they don't actually have a really kind of detailed, emotional, complicated, as you do, Natasha, and as we try to, understanding of what's involved in this. So I think it's easy to all go on a march and I think, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I think to, I think that is a step, potentially, I think that is a step too far. Though what I do think is if children, I was taken on marches as a kid all the time. I didn't know what the hell I was marching for. I mean, I was marching for pro-choice at one point. I was marching for teachers and coal miners and I didn't know what the hell was going on. But, yes, but, but hang on, hang on. But I went, when I went, a, but I think, but I think what, what I'm trying to say is rather than kids take, you know, sort of just coming out of school, being taken out of school, going on marches, I think going on marches with family, with parents, with family is right. I think it's absolutely fine. And it's absolutely right. Um, yeah. So, um, so there we go. Um, this one I want to talk about. Andrew Neil uh, is giving Owen Jones a good kicking. Uh, in what moral universe can the hard left's poster boy justify watching the Hamas massacre video and then sow seeds of doubt about its horrors? So what this is actually a piece about by Andrew Neil. This is actually Andrew Neil saying that Owen Jones is an unspeakable individual because in watching the uh, 43, no, 25 minute, 43 minute video documenting the barbarism of Hamas, he has chosen to come at it from the perspective that perhaps there is some manipulation and propaganda at work. I think it's, and he doesn't say it didn't happen. He didn't say, you know, it's patently ridiculous to say that nothing happened. But what I think is the case, and I think actually, Andrew Neil, good journalism is digging into where fakery has been constructed, where propaganda is being peddled. I think good journalism is going to look at this difficult material and look at this difficult content, because I hate to say this, but I think some of what's happening in the propaganda that's come, that's being fed through on both sides is a sort of an appetite for pushing the most severe because it's impossible to sort of deny it. Do you know what I mean? So the idea is, is that the worse it looks, the worse it seems, uh, you know, the, the more incapable it is to challenge it. It's not to deny it, but I think everything has to be challengeable. That's what journalism's about. And I think actually Andrew Neil here has dropped the ball because he's just accepting everything at face value, whereas, that, whereas actually not all things can be accepted at face value. You, ha you, have, to, you have to ask questions all the time. So, um, so yeah, so there's that. Uh, Remay W, you're a fan of Owen Jones. Okay, so we are now going to move on because, of course, we are now into we are now into the kind of territory with the Israel um, uh, the Israel Palestine uh, war, where we are in a sense. It's like Jeremy Bowen was on Radio Four this morning, and he said the unfortunate fact of the situation as a journalist is we're only going to be able to know what Israel's policy of aggression now is going to be in terms of what starts to come through in the hospitals and what sort of damage. Uh, Jeremy Bowen also said that there's no two ways to describe northern Gaza, he said, is flattened. So he said if they flatten the south, we are going to get 
uh, an enormous number of uh, an even higher number of, of casualties. I said yesterday on Coffee Morning, I genuinely think that the policy is one of of it's 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 scorch you know scorched earth policy. It's it's destroy as much as possible so that there's very little to actually be able to sustain yourself on with, within 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 the country. And 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 it's a it's a kind of it's a kind of indirect way. Okay, let Aaron Natasha let's. Jump off that little. I can see that. Just, just. I think let's stop having that. I think you're having a bit of a row across there. We're going to have to put, put people in timeouts otherwise. Um, what I was going to say was, I do think that the policy here is just destroy, destroy, destroy. And in a sense, hopefully, their hope, Israel's hope, is that 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 people will just have to leave because they have to t- somehow sustain themselves. Some form. So, okay. So we're going to move on from that. We're going to move on to a. Slightly, well, light-hearted headline, I guess so. Uh, Nigel Farage, the front of the Daily Mirror, has get him out of there. I'm a celebrity. Oh, no, I haven't. I've still got my own Jones there. Sorry. Get him out of there. Um, don't forget, uh, viewers were last night urged to boot Nigel Farage out of I'm a Celebrity over his divisive views. Labour MP Nadia Whittam said he is a deeply poisonous influence who should be d- denied a platform. Now, I have problems with this because by the same standard, we have to be able, you know... I've got this real concern, and I've said it for a long time. The reason Donald Trump is gaining in popularity is because of the feverish excitement and unhidden desire to, to, to get him. And if that's, if that's seen and is able to be presented in the press as a sort of almost, you know, irrational kind of feverish kind of, ah, we've just got him, which is what's happening for Trump. He's going gaining in popularity all the time because the feeling is, is that he's being pursued in, on so many fronts that it looks, even though there's merit to a lot of what's happening, you know, what a lot of the ex- accusations are. It, the optics, you know, American politicians always talk about the optics. Well, the optics on that look like he's being hounded and that works for his campaign. And I think the uh, the same thing with Nigel Farage is don't put him on the front of the, the, front of the Daily Mirror saying get him out of it because that by the Daily Mirror that would claim to say it sort of probably sits in opposition to, to Farage, is going to be the greatest success story for Farage or anyone who thinks like him. You see what I mean? It kind of makes people think, oh, they don't want us. He speaks truth. I can't. We can't be allowed to say what we want to say. I think there's a balance to be had here. Sometimes you don't need to go at it straight on. Um, pressure on Harry to back the king in the racism round. What do we think about this, guys? What do we think about this? No one's been insulting, Natasha. Erin, Natasha, down, down tools, down tools, down arms. Please, just stop stop the row now. We're moving on. Pressure on Harry to back King in racism row. Duke and Duchess of Sussex urged to end their deafening silence on the issue. So the idea here is, I think, I think the idea is, can Harry step in to, uh, you know, diminish the kind of the drama? Um I think this is a really tricky story. I, I, I think I'm more and more inclined to agree with Nadia on this, that this is, as she said on Thursday, this is a topic which I've just kind of, diff- it was difficult to get this headline. This, this headline here, Archie's skin colour question is innocent and utterly normal, says Sir Trevor Phillips, who obviously is a, you know, if anyone who doesn't know him, he's a black journalist, his point, he chimes actually in unison with Boris Johnson, where a number of people are saying it's entirely normal for members of all families, of all colours, of all ethnic mixes to discuss the look and DNA and hue and everything of their children. Um, 
And I do, so I do feel it's interesting because, you know, the headline everywhere is racism row. I think there is something that could be done here if it wasn't racist. But, you know, unless you were privy to the actual conversation and unless you were the person on the receiving end of the comment, it's very hard, isn't it, to be able to unpack that. I mean, if it was felt to be racist, then why would Harry and Meghan want to say, well, you know what, look, you know, let's, let's take the heat out of this. Um, but what can, what can Harry do now? I don't, I don't know. I don't quite understand. Pressure is on Harry. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex have been urged to speak out in defence of the King and Princess of Wales as leading public figures rallied to support them against accusations of racism. I think one thing's for sure. I don't think people are going to buy this book, but I do think people are going to buy the book in Holland. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I think that's an important... I think it will totally depend on the intention. Absolutely, Dana Watson. Dina Watson, totally agree. Um, but uh, but interesting that from, you know, all quarters, the suggestion here um, is uh, that it's innocent and utterly normal. I, I, again, I don't even think we can necessarily it say that. Depends how it was said. It depends how it was said. Weight loss drug. Okay, let's let's pop, pop the silly hat on now. Let's get light-hearted. It's not really light-hearted, but it's a bit light-hearted. Weight loss drug may also be a cure for alcohol abuse. What about this? Scientists are increasingly hopeful that the new weight loss, loss drug, uh, Wegovy, uh, was which has been used to treat obesity, doctors have reported that patients are also cutting their alcohol intake. A small study with a series of case studies has reported the same findings. It's interesting, isn't it? So um, laboratory work showed that Wegovy, also known as semaglutide, reduced alcohol consumption in mice, just like it reduces food consumption. So presumably... I mean, it's often said and it's often felt in many quarters that, you know, an alcohol addiction is actually an addiction to, you know, it's a, it, or an intolerance. It's an intolerance revolving also around sugar. I mean, I for sure am drawn to everything that's kind of, uh, what's it, what are dried fruits, you know, almost fermented fruits. You know, I'm, I'm well keen on fruit that's on its way to becoming alcohol. That's for sure. I love, I love a raisin, you know, rather than a grape. Uh, all that sort of stuff. I love a date, you know. So I wonder, yeah, interesting if it actually helps. I'm, I'm not entirely certain what I think about these drugs that help with alcoholism because it's an emotional thing. It's an emotional thing. So you might you might not want as, you might not drink as much, but I suppose if you don't drink as much, it's got to be good, right? If you've got a drink problem. Maybe, maybe these people haven't got a drink problem. Maybe that's why they don't drink so much. Ugh. Omajan Zadran, welcome. How are you? Hello all. I just came home yesterday from Jordan. Needed stitches, but I'm okay. Once again, sending hi and thank you for your updates from the Ra the, the the Rafa Crossing. Um, what have we got here? University Challenge is ablest. BBC told University Challenge getting into a lot of hot water at the moment. BBC axed a University Challenge episode yesterday after a blind contestant had to compete without a promised audio description. Doesn't seem fair, does it? University Challenge as ablest. Um, likely lad star Thelma. Do you remember Thelma? What was her surname? Thelma. Uh, 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 oh, no, no. No, Thel I know you mean, doesn't yeah. have a name. What's her name? Uh, 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 no, what's her name? Uh, Bridget Forsyth. Sorry, Bridget Forsyth, who played Thelma in the Likely Lads, has tragically passed away. My God, that face was so familiar. So, fam isn't it funny how familiar certain faces were? Does anyone else think uh, Rodney Bewes on the left there looks like Deck? Doesn't he? 
Actually, it's related to Anki. It looks like Deck. Deck is the one on the right. Yeah, Deck. Sounds odd when you just say Deck, doesn't it? Uh, Shane McGowan's fans renew fairy tale push to get him to number one. Uh, Want to get the song Fairy Tale of New York back to number one in the charts? Uh, we talked a lot about McGowan yesterday. This is an interesting one. Fiona Phillips has, has potentially aligned her early starts to her Alzheimer's. TV star Fiona Phillips thinks that her early morning starts on GMTV could have led to her developing Alzheimer's. I, this sort of speaks to that idea that if you have terrible sleep and, you know, you do shift work and all this kind of stuff and have, you know, and have incomplete nights, that it can be an aggravating factor in, uh, in dementia. She said, I wonder if all the years of getting up so early contributed to me developing Alzheimer's so young. Wow. God. Well, that's the kind of thing that... That's why I worry about you, Mum. You need to sleep more. Mind you, I need to sleep more. Oh, my God, Dina, you're going to love this story. Yeah. No, you're going to love this story. Where are the white fairy lights? You're going to look... I don't fucking know where the white fairy lights <laughs> are. Posh Nosh, Newcastle. Is Hi. Newcastle's store is turning food from Greg's into fine dining. Oh, I about Yeah, listen to this. Food served at the Phoenix Pop-Up Cafe include Greg's Benedict. With poached cackle bean eggs. It's Geordie, but a little bit push, whispers Vicky Steele as she prepared to look at the menu. We do exist. There's just not many of us. In fact, I'm not even a posh Geordie, but she is, she said, pointing to her sister. For one month only, customers will be able to order a steak bake, but it will come with truffle dauphinoir potatoes, oh almond garnished green beans, <laughs> and they can also have a yum yum accompanied by caramel sauce with macadamia brittle. How clever are that? Isn't that clever? This oh, is to, um, a Greg. using Greg's produce to turn it into fabulous food. Yeah, but they were talking about this on Radio 4 the other day. And apparently there's an actual terminology for brands that use banter to sell. No, so really? this is like when they take the piss a bit out of themselves. Yeah. It's called banter selling or is something. It? It's a whole actual thing. Wow. And so they, they, so that the idea is that they are kind of t- yeah. laughing at themselves at oh, the same yeah. time. Oh, yeah, you want to get me a coffee while you're at it, would oh, you? Oh, you can bear the noise of the coffee. Yeah, of course I can. Um, what other things have they got here? Inspired by Eat a Mess, the Greg's Caramel Shortbread Mess with meringue and Chantilly cream. It's a good story of sustainability. Would you go? I want to go. I wanna, I've ne- you know what? I've got something to confess. I've never, ever had anything from a Greg's. Ever. Ne- I haven't. I haven't lived. I've not had anything from Greg's. I've literally put this up for the title: Vacuum Cleaner Tycoon Dyson loses libel case against Mirror. Suck it up. <laughs> ah, now this is interesting. When we did Nadia's dad's hearing aid, you may have seen that special home time. He talked about the fact that we have an incoming hearing crisis amongst our young. And this is a piece here saying half of under 35s, half, half, listen to this. Sorry, no pun intended. Half of under 35s have less than normal function as a result of loud music and commuting. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. That's crazy. I believe that. That's a crazy, crazy number. Exposure to loud noises from headphones is leaving half of under 35s with poor hearing. Um Data collected from more than 1,000 people aged 16 to 35 found that 49% have less than normal hearing. Well, they've said it about 18 different ways now. So there's your statistic. But something to bear in mind. 
when listening to headphones. I mean, back in our day, I, I'm, you know, these AirPods, sh- drill and grime. I mean, types of music will have an effect on it, right? And also the fact that you put your freaking earphones, 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 headphones in your ears. Really, Faith? Your deafness was from headphones and concerts, was it? Wow, that's fascinating. And and in that, do you look back and regret perhaps the choices made? I mean, I used to stand myself alongside speakers at raves and think I was smart just having my head blown off. Um, Neve, I've always thought in-ear headphones can't be great pushing wax in and all sorts. I mean, I sometimes go to sleep with one AirPod, AirPod in, AirPod, AirPod, and it gets, I get, this ear is now forever sticky. It's forever sticky. Okay, it's a curious story. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, oh, Merton, look at this. This made me laugh, and then I thought, what miserable gift? Uh, Paul Merton has suggested that he enjoys deliberately standing in the way of young people who walk down the street looking at their phones. He's going to get thumped. Or he's going to get walked into, for sure. Um, oh, my Jan, I hear that. Faith, we were forcibly removed, so I feel, oh, dear. Um, so this is, the, yes, this is the story that Paul Merton, or have I got news for you? Uh, it is a bit annoying when you're walking down, I don't know, I was walking down Wardour Street the other day, and there was a guy walking towards me. What I tend to do, it drives the girls mad, they get really embarrassed, is if someone's walking towards me, I go, boop, boop. I do, I, and they, they go like, oh, look, the telly just came on. I went, boop, boop. And they jump out the way. Uh, so, yeah, Paul Martin deliberately, deli- deliberately, deliberately bumps into phone gazers. Uh, there you go. Uh, this is bizarre. 14-hour gun siege over cold kebab. A gunman was a gunman. A gunman was filmed threatening to shoot firearms officers during a 14-hour siege sparked by the delivery of a cold chicken kebab. Um, this is no joke. Paul Burton uh, and Nathan Turner, high on vodka and Valium, held a delivery driver hostage because he forgot their salad as well. Oh, what? Have you felt like that before? No. I mean, that's totally horrific. Yeah, no, I mean, they didn't hurt him. But, 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 but there's nothing more annoying when you've ordered gherkins and you don't get any. But, you know, I feel so sorry for these delivery drivers, things that they go through. Just horrendous. Delivery, poor delivery drivers. Oh, He's heard oh, it. Turner used to, listen to this. The guy, one of the guys who was the hostage taker of the, del, of the kebab deliverer said, I ordered two kebabs. The geezer sat outside my flat for 45 minutes, so I thought it was only fair, seeing as he forgot my salad and it was cold, that he would have to wait upstairs with me for an hour. Oh, oh, God. <sighs> that poor driver was petrified. I mean, we're making light of it, but Jesus Christ. Bobby Pidup, Music Bosses, I Strictly star as next Harry Styles. Strictly's Bobby Brazier has caught the eye of Music Chiefs. He's caught the eye of absolutely everyone. Who hasn't Bobby Brazier caught the eye of? I mean, he must have caught so many eyes, he must be dragging them down the high street. Hasn't he dragged it? He's caught everyone's. He caught my eye. The EastEnders actor dancing the salsa on the... Is he going to win? I think he's going to win. I think it's pretty obvious he's going to... He's going to win that, and Jodie Marsh is going to win I'm a Celeb. There you go. Everyone's got their Saturday nights back. Why watch it? Uh, I, I just... I, the reason I pulled this is less because of the story... Oh, sorry, yes, writer. I just wanted to give a little shout-out to this uh, writer or... Oh, where is it gone? Writer of Tutti Frutti. Uh, here we go. Uh, tributes have poured in. He, I don't know if you remember, he was in a sort of open relationship with, oh God, with Tilda Swinton. Um, he's died. He wrote Tutti Frutti. 
Um, he won six BAFTAs for that, but he's passed away. Um, Love Rat cheated on us at the same time. I just thought less about who they are, but just imagine having it revealed in the papers. It's a whole page on page 21 of The Sun. Those three women have become friends and they were all betrayed by that love rat in the bottom right there. What a love rat. Love rat. More like Roland rat. Did you know that there's a job such as the guinea pig judge? Guinea pig judge says he loves his jet set lifestyle. Wouldn't change it for anything. A hairdresser who has a sideline in judging guinea pig competitions has told how he enjoys the jet set life. It's like Crufts on steroids. Now, I'm telling you one thing, and I'm telling you it now. If he gets the kind of attention I get when I wear my guinea pig Christmas jumper, he's a very popular man. He's more than a love rat. He'll be a love guinea pig. Three, two, one, go. Earliest ever race to get Christmas furs kicks off today. A third of Brits will buy a Christmas tree this weekend. Apparently, tomorrow is the official day you should be putting up your Christmas tree. Did you know that, Ned? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, we haven't got... You wait. You can see in the background there exactly where we're at. What a shambolic showing for Christmas. I can hear you all saying that right now. Uh, just wrapping up. You can't tell... You can't call slapheads slapheads anymore. It's seen as uh, sex-related harassment. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I find this funny. Baldy quips are sex harassment. Calling a man bald counts as se- <gasps> oh, excuse me, counts as sex related harassment. A judge has called. Do you agree? And in fact, that was great timing for what I did just then was not a burp. It was a hiccup and a burp, but it was going inwards. Which I think, if NASA were to explore the exact sort of uh, physics, they would discover probably the origin of Earth. In my what I call a hiccup, because it's a hiccup, a burp. But on that note, let me just share this story with you, because it's a big one. After, after that, burping sun's net meltdown. Solar storms to spark global chaos. Just as Vlogmas was getting going, Vlogmas could be ripped asunder, guys. Earth could be bombarded by fierce sun burps that could knock out the internet for weeks. Boffins predict we will reach our solar maximum in 2024. It's just going to be constant belching in the background. Mark, Sticky Vicky with a plaque. Did did anyone heard of Sticky Vicky? Apparently she was a sex dancer in in Benidorm. The Daily Star is urging our readers to back a petition calling for a memorial for the iconic stag do performer. I dread to think what she's doing with the razor blades there. Man walks into a pub with a duck. Birds join owner for pint in local. A mad duck man who takes his feathered friends to the pub says he cannot imagine life without them. Uh, Faith Goodman, Mark, plugs and cables for trees in hall drawers. Straight after this, Faith, I'm going to show you the dilemma we have. I I am. Um, Yeah, so take your bird to the pub. Brew what? Brew what? Beer's good for memory. Beer boosts your memory. According to a study, which will surprise anyone who's drunk too much on a night out. Don't believe it. Um, We got Mum a few bulbs. Festive songs are a big hit with Sunak. In case you're wondering what's going on in that strange AI face of his, he's listening to music music on repeat on his Spotify playlist in his head. Uh, Boozy office parties are on the way out. Even me, as a recovering alcoholic, says, boring, boring, Japanese snoring, poo-poo, bum-bum. So there we go. Um, boozy office parties on the way out. 
What is Rishi saying to Prince Charles there? It looks like he's breathing the death breath on him. And Prince Charles is going, get that mouth away from me. Or is Rishi trying to actually drill into Prince King Charles's head? Look, he's doing the death stare. That's his Darth Vader death stare. And there he's tried it on her, but she's got a little bit embarrassed. I don't know why I find every single photo of Rishi eminently amusing. Um, Jerry's half a billion pound birthday surprise. She joins up, well, half a billion as in they're worth half a billion. She didn't spend half a billion on it. There they all are, singing around the piano. I think if I met, if they were all at a surprise party for me, I'd leg it to Greg's. That, this photo now, if you're listening, you're going to have to watch this on YouTube. That is one of the sweetest images I think I've ever seen. That's a polar bear just clinging onto life. That is a panda, just considering its options. It's like, Jesus, I can't wait to get back to China. It's been so cold up here in Scotland, it's thinking. And finally, new ad campaign by uh, Yves Saint Laurent. has got a curious set of uh, models. Kim Jong-un and his daughter. Dazzling new leather suits. Uh, probably watching a missile take off, I'd have thought there. It's usually the missile look, it's called. I think they're launching a new aroma called Missile. Missile. Um, and there you have it. So we are now going to the Curly Cooks. The Curly Cooks, Curly Cooks, Curly Cooks of Croydon. Uh, <laughs> that would stop me buying you Saint Laurent, says Clodagh. Anyway, guys, look, if you haven't watched uh, Vlogmas, catch up on it. Um, if you're going to watch after the Curly Cooks, watch Curly Cooks. And then tonight, of course, Vlogmas 2 will be landing, in which you will discover that, well, I think it's fair to say Nadia and Dina are Grinch-like in tonight's episode. They're Grinch-like. Yeah, they really are. You're going to call them the Curly Grinches of, of I don't know, Thornton Heath or something like that. Okay, guys, have a uh, lovely day. And, well, I'll see you in about, what, 12 minutes exactly.